Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Breaking news, and I hate to put it that way because it's literally breaking news regarding the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks forward, Nikolai Miritich has suffered a slight fracture to his left thumb. He's missing now two to four weeks. Two to four weeks. Uh... Sham Shonara, or Sharnia, uh, now saying uh, that uh, that is true. Uh, to talk more about it, from also the Athletic, Eric Name of the Athletic, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, uh, it seems like the Bucks were just trying to stay healthy down the stretch. They're trying to keep Giannis healthy, and they lose Brogdon now, and now they lose Miritich. And uh, things just, uh, you don't want to say the wheels are falling off, but, man, it's just it's one blow after the other right now for cog key cog pieces to this team. Yeah, I mean, they have gone so long this season with, with being healthy and with not really, you know, struggling with injuries. They were one of the league's, you know, most healthy teams for a large portion of this season, and that allowed them to have a level of consistency and continuity that, you know, I think most teams around the league weren't really able to experience. And now you have Brogdon who gets hurt, and uh Mike Boonholder was using Miritich as kind of the guy to, to fill in for Brogdon. Obviously, they don't play the same position, but he was the one that was kind of stepping into a starting role and playing more often and, you know, filling some of those same ideas. Obviously, a great shooter. And now he has a slight fracture of his left thumb. He left the, he left the arena last night with his hand bandaged up. Uh, and I think there was some concern from from all of us after the game. We asked Bud about it. He said there was no update to be given at that time. But, you know, you just saw how violently he had swung his arms upwards uh, towards Mo Wagner to get the the foul on a three-point attempt. He came back into that game. But, you know, I think you wondered, is there something more there? And, you know, it ends up that that there is. And and like you said, uh, the the hits kind of keep coming. And, this is going to be a, a battle uh, to the end of this season for this Bucks roster to get through it and uh, to try to get themselves uh, and hold on to the best record in the league and you know keep that top spot. But it, it just it seemingly keeps getting tougher. Um, how much does the loss uh, of Brogdon weaken this team? Because I thought Brogdon, and we've talked about it. I mean, he's just a very quiet guy, goes about his business, and all of a sudden you start to look, and here's his numbers. And you're like, wow, uh, this guy's not only a, a very quiet guy earning his numbers, but he's earning big numbers. And he's also a guy that's hit a lot of big buckets for this team, and we don't realize how good he has been. How much do they miss him right now? I mean, I think it's huge. This, this Bucks team more than just about, I mean, any team in the league this year and, and certainly many teams over the years is, is built on the idea that their one through five are better than your one through five. And I don't mean that they have four all-stars, uh, five all-stars, whatever it is. Like This isn't a super team, but the, the production that they get in spots three, four, five on the roster, and uh, I know there's always a discussion over number two on the roster, Chris Middleton, is he good enough to be a number two? And, you know, the Bucks have kind of gone out of their way to 
make that not as big of a concern by having, you know, a third option in Eric Bledsoe that is one of the best defensive point guards in the league and has been great offensively this year. You know, the fourth option is Brooke Lopez, who shoots more threes than any other center in the league. So he's more efficient than just about anyone. He's been great defensively as well. He's, He's flirting with all defensive honors as well. And then, you know, that fifth option, and again, you can argue whether or not Brooke Lopez is the fourth option and Brogdon's the fifth or vice versa. But with that fifth option, you have a guy like Malcolm Brogdon who's shooting 50, 40, 90 on the season, 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. And obviously because of that efficiency, he's able to put up numbers with fewer shots than most guys would need to do that. So in that fifth spot, they have arguably, you know, the best fifth option in the league in Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, like that's kind of what they've been built on is that on any given night, someone can take over, someone uh, can win them this game. And it's not just, you know, Giannis and, and Chris Middleton. It's all five of those guys. All five of those guys can have a big night. That's what they were built on. And, you know, when you take out Malcolm Brogdon, it was nice that you could put in Nikola Mirotic because he has the, the capability to go off on any night like he did last night for 28 points, but now you take away Mirotic. And you're, you're moving from guys that were wildly efficient, guys that uh, could really shoulder the load, to guys that are more, more going to be role players, that are, are just there to you know hit a couple shots, play solid defense. And that's kind of not what this team was built on. So, you know, I, I think the... Missing Brogdon and now missing Miritich is huge because you found a way to be more efficient in spots that teams tend not to get a lot of production out of uh, than just about anyone else in the league, and now that's kind of been taken away from you. Yeah, I was going to say, so now how do you see things going as far as your starting rotation and then obviously your depth off the bench? The one thing this, this team's prided itself on is they've had a deep bench. I mean, they've been... When you talk about top five starters, there's top five starters can match up with anybody. But when you talk about where they've excelled, it's been the it's been the bench play. So now you start to lose a little bit of that depth. So how do you see who are your five starters and who's your first in? Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably going to have to imagine uh, Eric Bledsoe still is the starting point guard, and then obviously Middleton and Giannis in there as well. Lopez at center, and then. You know, in the past, at the start of the year, that would be a spot where they slot in Tony Snell and, and kind of let him go. He's one of two guys on the team that's played every single game this year. Snell and Lopez are the only two to do that. So, you know, there's at least some thought that it would be Tony Snell. But, you know, you look at last night's game against the Lakers and Snell plays 15 minutes. Uh, he had foul trouble. Granted, I will, I will say that he did have foul trouble. But, you know, Pat Connaughton plays 36 minutes. And that's a guy that, uh, you know, a few weeks back was – out of the rotation. He, he was, you know, the 12th or 13th guy. Uh, so he's kind of found a way to be uh, a little bit more comfortable there. So, you know, I think you probably have that starting five with, uh, obviously, Bledsoe and Middleton and Giannis and Lopez. And then, you know, I, I think you slot in Snell and then you bring Connaughton off the bench or, you know, it's vice versa. And and then George Hill is going to be in that mix as well because he, he – for a while was playing 25 or so minutes a game and now he's coming back from injury he played 18 last night his minutes have been getting ramped up so you know hill and you know whoever loses the battle between snell and Connaughton to start will be the first guys coming off the bench so we're looking at brogdon and miritich really not coming back until eh, after the first round of the playoffs correct i think miritich 
would be uh, probably closer to, uh, I mean, two to four weeks. That should put him that he'd be ready for the first round. Um, I would say Brogdon pretty comfortably. Uh, you won't see him until the second round of the playoffs. That was, uh, you know, from the time that that injury happened, that was about six weeks, which is the start of the kind of the window that we've heard six to eight weeks for Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also we heard from Giannis that, uh, you know, he, he kind of told Brogdon that, hey, we're not going to have you now for a couple months. We're going to get through it, and then we're still going to be here. We're still going to be playing. We're going to be in the second round. So when we're in the second round, you come back and join us. So um, to me, uh, within the organization, that kind of seems what what their internal timeline is, is that Malcolm Brogdon will be ready for that second round series or at least during that second round series the only team right now that that really i guess puts a puts a scare into you is probably philadelphia i mean toronto they've been able to handle although they battled with them they they beat toronto they've been able to beat the celtics but philadelphia there's just a matchup issue there uh you know when you look at those two teams and and what they bring the, the top five starters philadelphia versus the bucks right I think there's there's some there for sure, just because Joel Embiid is such a matchup problem. Um, you know, I think the Bucks feel pretty good about going up against him uh, because they have Brooke Lopez, who, like Joel Embiid, is just a mountain of a man. So, you know, you feel pretty good about, you know, being able to match up against him. And I think that's kind of how they felt going into uh, that game on Sunday, and then, well, you know, Embiid made things pretty difficult on Brook Lopez. He made things difficult on the guys coming off the bench trying to cover him. So uh, I think Embiid is is a real problem. And then Simmons, I don't think is really a problem for the Bucks. Uh, he just doesn't shoot the ball well enough, and they can place Giannis on him and let him roam and and kind of wreck some havoc defensively. Uh, but Jimmy Butler is the other one. Like Jimmy Butler just made some big shots down the stretch against the Bucks, and that is something that he does. Uh, and he's done for the entirety of his career. So that's kind of where, where things can get a little bit more difficult is, you know, Embiid is just such a handful. Even if you do have a big guy that can move pretty well like Brooke Lopez, uh, he's just going to be such a handful. And then you add Jimmy Butler to that mix. And that Sixers team is tough. Uh, I've always said the Celtics team is probably the one that scares you the most just because they have a guy like Kyrie Irving whose game uh, – plays better in the postseason when, you know, he, he's such a talented one-on-one scorer that when he gets to the postseason, he can be really difficult. Al Horford gives the Bucks problems as well. Um, so, you know, I think the Sixers and Celtics stand out even even though the Raptors team is, you know, the squad that is right behind the Bucks in the standings. I think it's probably Sixers and Celtics that give you a little bit more pause. Eric, always good. We'll talk to you next week after they take on Houston. We'll kind of be analyzing that and getting you ready for L.A. and hopefully they get a couple more wins uh, between now and then, okay? I look forward to it. Thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Eric Name of the Athletic covers the Milwaukee Bucks, joining us for a couple of minutes. A tough one today in case you're just tuning in. Uh, some breaking news coming out uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks camp. Bucks forward Nikolai Miritich has suffered a slight fracture of the left thumb. Going to miss at least two to four weeks, according to league sources. Uh, another injury for the Milwaukee Bucks to deal with. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them. 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.